Please stand clear of the doors. Hey, where's Alex? I heard uh, he lost his job. I don't know. I haven't seen him yet today. You haven't seen him at all? Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantengas alejando las puertas. To our new passengers, we welcome you aboard our highway in the sky and hope you've enjoyed the Magic Kingdom. We are traveling to Disney's Contemporary Resort during our travels. Please hold on to the handrails and stand clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Welcome to episode 66 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on the journey to the center of the earth attraction. So uh, what do you guys think about this attraction, uh, journey to the center of the earth? I Well, in kind of watching it in the beginning, just the whole like elevator underground thing, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was kind of like me a little like, oof, I don't know how I feel about this. But then watching the rest of the... Um, Watching the rest of the um, ride through, it looks like it's pretty cool. Do you like, not I like definitely want to try it at least once. Do you not like elevators? No, I have like issues being like in caves and underground. Good thing you live in Florida where there's not a lot of caves. Yes. Uh, I like the ride from what I saw. It looks awesome. Uh, it, The beginning looks cool. The elevator looks part looks cool. And the ride itself looks pretty cool. It's kind of short, but. Um, I think I've what I've read. It's it's short, but it doesn't feel that short because it's so good. I guess. So Alex, mm-hmm. and you know, we obviously have never been there, but we watched the video. I think I, I'm pretty sure I watched the video with you, and yeah. we watched two videos. I think we watched Journey to the Center of the Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And then we watched another video, which was like a, a water ride. You remember what ride was that? I do not remember. Um, but I was really surprised when I watched this. I, I didn't even know that they had a Journey to the Center of the Earth ride. Um, until I watched it with Alex, and I was uh, kind of pleasantly surprised at how how good it looked. Yeah, it looks it looks good from the video, um, and I think uh, I think it's one of their best rides at the park. Which they say Disney Sea is one of the best parks in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I saw that multiple places uh, a while ago when I was looking up for someone for when I was looking around for at Disney Sea and everything that says Disney Sea, someone's Every time someone is talking about Disney Sea, they're mentioning how it's the best theme park in the world. Which, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't. Know. I haven't been there. Yeah, I heard. I heard that about a couple of the parks over there that that they're really really good parks. So, what do you guys have? You guys seen the movie? I have not seen the movie actually. I'm not. No, I haven't. I uh, on my honeymoon, my wife and I watched it actually. Oh wow, that's uh, special. Yeah, we well, we went to go stay in a cabin, and we actually watched a movie. And so we were in a cabin, and uh, they had all they had like a huge like a big screen, and they had a whole bunch of movies. And so we kind of like you know Brandon Fraser. I like uh, Brandon Fraser. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Mummy movies, they're great. So we were like, let's go ahead and give this movie a shot. And guess what? It was a 3D movie, and they had the 3D glasses in the case. Oh, really? Or yeah, and they had, oh, wow. it was like a 3D TV, and uh, it was really cool actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, haven't seen it. Yep. Do you guys want to give it a rating or no? I think I think we have to go ahead and maybe write it to give it a rating. I would say we have to write it to give it a rating. What do you think, Jen? I I concur. It sounds good. You would go on it, right? Me? Yeah, I would go on it. Yeah, I would go on it. 
Really, Joe's the only outlier here. Come on. Why? Because I would go. It says it shoots you out. Uh, maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. I think I would. I think I would go on it. I'm not. I'm getting better with it. So if you're going all the way to Tokyo, you better write everything at least once. There's only one thing I'm kind of nervous about. Okay, and that is now. You know, I haven't been to the parks in like five months now, six mm-hmm. months, right? Yeah. What happens if I like digressed? Is that how you say? It? Was that digressed? Is that even a word? Like digress? Yeah. Like what happens if you regress? I yeah, or some, whatever I am. Right? <laughs> you know, like when babies, when they're, you know. Not digress, you regress. Well, like, it's a regression. Yeah, regression, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happens if now I don't like roller coasters anymore? I mean, you'd I have to go on one to find really that out. Happen? No, I can't wait to go on them. <laughs> so. We were at Epcot this weekend, so. Are you going to talk about that a little bit or no? I will. No, she's going to hold from talking about Epcot on Disney podcast. Oops, left she it. Left she doesn't it feel like it's necessary. Let's get to the his on the journey to the center of the earth attraction. Journey to the center of the earth is a thrilling high speed slot car attraction at Tokyo Disney Sea. It is a fast paced adventure that includes sharp turns and sudden drops over rough and rugged terrain. Journey to the center of the earth, which I will now refer to as Journey, was opened along with the rest of Tokyo Disney Sea on September 4, 2001. Journey is similar to other Disney rides like Test Track at Epcot and Raider Springs Racers at California Adventure. You can go back and listen to the history of Raider Springs Racers on episode 33. Journey is located on Mysterious Island, and the tracks run through the volcano Mount Prometheus. So, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think it's very similar to Raider Springs and test track it's the look, um ride mechanics and looking at the looking at the the pov the the point of view you know like ride through on it i could see where it's similar the difference is, is that radiator springs and test track the actual tracks the courses are almost identical so i can see where there are similarities to it it's like similar you know ride vehicles and things like that but then it's a completely different track so that's the difference Journey to the Center of the Earth was actually first realized in Disneyland Paris, but was not the same ride that was opened in 2001. Disneyland Paris planned on building a whole pavilion called Discovery Mountain. This was going to be built where Hyperspace Mountain is housed now, and was planned on being twice the size of the Space Mountain show building in Magic Kingdom. The building would be themed around Jules Verne's novels. Jules Verne was a French novelist and playwright who wrote many pivotal fantasy and science fiction stories in the 1800s. He is one of the founding fathers of the steampunk aesthetic. Discovery Mountain would house the Nautilus attraction in the Central Lagoon, an expansive walkthrough exhibit very similar to the Mysteries of Nautilus that is currently at Disneyland Paris, but on a much larger scale. There would have been a restaurant and a Clone of Horizons attraction from Epcot themed around Europe. The pavilion was going to also include its own railway system, of course, steampunk themed. So what do you guys think of the steampunk theme? Do you guys like that theme? It's it's cool to look at, and I know that there are plenty of people that like really appreciate it. I mean, it's not my own personal kind of aesthetic, but, you know, to each their own. And it's kind of neat. You know, it's unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's cool, but... uh... I'm similar. It's not something that I I like lean to, and I'm like, oh, that's steampunk. That's so I love that. But it's like, 
when I see it, it's cool. The idea is cool. Uh, the copper tones and stuff is cool and the steam I get, but uh, it's not my favorite type of um, mystical setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of reminds me of Fallout a little bit, right? Would you say, Alex? Uh, a little bit. Fallout's a little bit steampunky. Um, I think of uh, D&D in a D&D type scenario where uh, the dwarves are more steampunky because they have okay. uh, flying blimps and stuff. Yeah, D&D Dungeons and Dragons for people who don't know mm-hmm. about D&D. Um, also, there's a restaurant over at Disney Springs that has like a, a steampunk. Oh, is there? Yeah, uh, the Edison, I believe, has a steampunk oh, really? kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it does. Have you been in there yet? I have not been in there. Have you? No, I have not. Sounds uh, like it's a trip we should do at some point. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think that'll be a really cool one to do. Um, the history of Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, because I, I think there's a lot of like, knickknacks and stuff in there. Let me put my notes. Put it in your notes there, Alex. The Land's Star Attraction was going to be a drop tower themed after Jules Verne's novel, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and would have predated the concept of Twilight's Zone Tower of Terror. The concept art for the ride had the drop curve towards the base and come out of the volcano in the middle of the pavilion. There was also going to be a ride based off of Jules Verne's novel From the Earth to the Moon, where guests were shot out of a cannon and reached the surface of the moon, where they would experience drops and turns from crater to crater before turning back to Earth. This ride would eventually become Space Mountain from the Earth to the Moon. Due to the budget restraints and the park not succeeding as projected, The park ended up redesigning or cutting a lot of the planned pavilion, which resulted in the attractions that exist there today. However, good ideas tend to resurface when Disney Imagineers try to develop new attractions or lands. So, yeah, that's uh, reoccurring, uh, how sometimes ideas and, uh, you know, that didn't work Mm -hmm. at one point. Yeah. They kind of resurface, and they're like, "Oh, that's that was kind of a good idea. Let's go ahead and try that with uh, this this attraction." They get put in the shelf, and they get brought back out, brought back out when they needed. And yeah. this um, Jewel Verne's land they were trying to do. I mean, look in the concept art. If you haven't, I mean, I know none of you have because you weren't looking into it. But look, go look at the concept art, and it's it is massive. What they tr- they were planning on trying to do. I mean, they said building was going to be three, two times bigger than the building, and for Spaceship Earth, I mean. I mean, Space Mountain, you Space mean? Mountain, sorry. Yeah, Space yeah. Mountain. And it's like, it was going to be so big and be, it'd just be like a Jules Verne land, which is kind of weird when you think about it because it's just like a, a writer that has nothing to do with Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess uh, it makes more sense being in France than being in uh, Tokyo. What, or, the Space Mountain? Uh, Hyperspace Mountain? No, Jules Verne's land. Oh, okay. That's pretty much what it is in in Disney oh, Disney Sea. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it's it's now this have been this idea is now live in Disney Sea. Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, the Euro Disney just didn't take off yeah. like they were anticipating it was going to and so that's you know what happens and then things have to you know get scrapped for budget or whatever it re- i feel like it really would make a lot more sense mm-hmm. at um <laughs> disneyland paris but everything else kind of took over there and there's no way to kind of retro and go back especially when you're talking about space and rides and you know ride buildings of massive proportions like that how do you retrofit things like that in yeah and you know uh you know, jules verne i mean there's there's lands in disney parks that with people that have nothing to do with Disney, like James Cameron, his whole park, uh, I mean, Pandora, right? Well, it has to do with Disney now. Yeah, well, now it does. Yeah, now it has has to do with Disney, but... Uh, well, they didn't build the they didn't build Pandora before they owned it, right? 
I think that was in the process, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, but um, I mean, if you really think, if Journey to the Center of the Earth, and you guys haven't seen the movie, but when they go into the center of the Earth, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like a Pandora. It's like its own land, you right? Know? Yeah. So it's a world inside of a world. Inside of a world. Inside of an enigma. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> I don't know. Just made it up. Yeah. That sounds like uh, that sounds like a thing. Everything sounds like a thing. That's true. <laughs> While developing Disney Sea, the Imagineers decided to bring back a grand idea that did not work out for Disneyland's Paris, and that is the Jules Verne-based land. Mysterious Island is a recreation of the fictitious island in Jules Verne's novel The Mysterious Island, which served as Captain Nemo's lair. It is also known as Volcania Island, as featured in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. When guests enter the land, they discover Nemo's secret base, complete with a harbor for his Nautilus, as well as a lab inside the volcano, known as Mount Prometheus. From here, Nemo can explore the depths of the sea and of the Earth. Here is the reincarnation of parts of two rides previously envisioned for Discovery Mountain, Journey to the Center of the Earth and From the Earth to the Moon. Journey is not quite the drop tower ride originally envisioned, but with the popularity of Test Track in Epcot, Disney Imagineers decided to make the attraction a slot car dark ride, including the turns and bumps that were planned for From Earth to the Moon. That's, uh, I think that's kind of cool how they, um, you know, took like, parts from the one ride and kind of made it into this ride. Yeah, they took the two ideas and matched them together yeah. to make them one ride, yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, I, I like the creativity behind that. And I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I just love Disney is how they're, they're always, always uh, using something from here, and they're not not affra- afraid to like, kind of share ideas. You know, like they had these ideas a long time ago. They had the ideas for this ride. Let's go ahead and mash them together. Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing. Disney, you know, everyone's sharing ideas and they're 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 learning from each other, which is kind of cool. Disney's a, the master of taking someone's original idea and making it their own. You're right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> which is fine, man. I think. I, I mean, they I, think I, it's fine. Yeah, he's got to make it better. That's what it is. You take something, you make it better. I'm sure it has something to do, though, with the fact that if you develop something or you develop an idea, that becomes intellectual property if you're working for the company at the time. So it's not like you can take that and you could go over to, you know, a competitor and say, hey, I have this idea. You know, if you've developed it or you've even made any kind of concept art or idea or anything like that and it's decided to be scrapped for whatever reason, you you can't, you know, it belongs to Disney, not, you know, Joe. I wish it belonged to me. I wish they were stealing my ideas. They are. They are. Thunder no. Mountain. Uh, uh, ride through. Yeah, the ride through history. I wonder if there's a department <laughs> whose job is just to look for things that are expiring their uh, contracts. And then their copyrights. Their copyrights mean? are expiring. So Disney can be like, we want first dibs. I'm sure there I'm sure there are. On I'm this sure copyright something. being expired. Take, we see if we can take this and make it better. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they do have like some people that do that. I don't see why they wouldn't. I'm sure any kind of big business would have a department that that's what they did. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, there there's just businesses out there who they find ideas like that that mm-hmm. have even started like uh, Shark Tank, right? They don't have the funding. Shark Tank kind of gets those ideas and they fund them to so that they're able to have a piece of that pie. I guess you can say. I always said if I was an inventor, I'd just sell my idea. Yeah, money. and there's, I think there's people who do that too, I mean, right? I would. I mean, why we put in the about, hard work. We talked about that before. When you can just sell it. We th- we've talked about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> the queue for this attraction is located in the underground tunnels at the foot of Mount Prometheus. Just enter through the holes cut by the tunneling machinery, 
Guests will wander past open, steaming volcanic vents with detailed schematics until they pass by Captain Nemo's laboratories. Glass-walled scientific workstations contain tables full of science books, papers, and elaborate experiments. As you walk further, you can examine more work, notes, exotic crystals, gems, rocks, samples of bizarre plant life, and what happens to appear as fossilized egg sacs. You can also notice a series of illustrations foreshadowing the adventure that is about to take place. Tunnels of the Winds, Great Cathedral, Lake of Fire, and Crystal Caverns. Eventually, the queue rounds a bend, and you see your first mode of transportation, the Terravators. These large elevators will transport you lower into Earth's crust to the ride vehicles. A combination of lighting, sound, and 40 effects simulate your descent to the base station. Small lights inside the Terravators show the progress as you travel 300 meters, or close to 1,000 feet downward. The elevators rattle and shake. Outside sounds of bells and digging can be heard as you pass levels of earth, as well as lighting effects that shine through the grates, helping you visualize dropping downward. The doors open upon the base station, and a warm gust of air hits you as you look out to the large launch chamber in all its steampunk glory. Springs used to hold the ceiling up, and smoke being expelled from vents and pipes. So this is one of these histories where you can actually close your eyes <laughs> and you can hear Alex's voice. Actually, you know, they should just have your voice playing on this ride when they're going through it. I mean, I mean, hey, Disney, if you need me to do voiceovers for uh, rides. Dude, you know, they're redoing Spaceship Earth now. Oh, right? yeah? So you can go ahead and actually maybe you can put it. in the ring. Yeah, man. They should put, you should put your name in the hat there. Yeah. And uh, it'd be nice to kind of hear your voice going through it. I would like to be a voiceover actor. It'd be fun. You should do. You could do the international voiceovers, oh. the English ones for the international rides. That's a good point. Why don't you try to do that, man? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You're kind of unemployed right now, right? I'm totally unemployed right now. So you, what do you have to lose, man? You need to go out there right now, tonight. Uh huh. Right. Type in voice over English male voiceover actors. Right. Do it. Okay. And then we'll maybe, do. and then listen, and then listen. Oh my gosh! Okay. So you get hired. <laughs> okay. You are doing something at Disneyland Paris. <laughs> Not when he does that, it's an epiphany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you are now going to do a voiceover uh-huh. Disneyland Paris, yes. Disneyland uh-huh. uh, Tokyo Sea, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, you come huge, like a popular superstar, right? Like, do like commercials, like no, Japanese no, no. Commercials? We want you to don't worry about that right now. Let's worry about Disney. <laughs> You're doing Disney, you know, voiceovers for the English voiceovers. Uh huh. And they're like, hey, we're gonna give you free tickets to go. Uh huh. You can take all of us. Oh. You can take everyone that's in the chat right now. We're gonna go ahead and you know we got Dane, Chris, Steve. We can go and me, uh-huh. Jen, our families, all mm-hmm. of us are going to D- Tokyo Disney Sea yeah. because of you. Um, once I make it big, uh, I'm leaving you guys behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, man. But you, really, I think that you should, I think you should try it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm so good at reading the history. I don't mess up once. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that'd be funny. All of a sudden you see like a little ride through and Alex is talking and he like makes like 18 mistakes. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'll get it. No, no. Every once in a while you hear. Bah! Bah! <laughs> <laughs> when editing, when editing the history, I have to take out my breaths going into sentences so many times because I just hear, <gasps> <gasps> and like the whole ride, all you hear is a whistle, the the nose whistle the whole time. <laughs> oh, there's Alex. <laughs> you soon get to board your own vehicles, which are a bit smaller than the ride vehicles used for test track, but are styled way different. The mine vehicles have a shovel nose and are metal framed, 
It can carry six guests in a two-per-row fashion and has a net pocket for guests to stow bags and loose items. The ride vehicles look like they are designed to ride through rough terrain in the caverns. It has a minimum height requirement of 117 centimeters or 46 inches. Once you board, you are off on your journey, which has varying speeds from quite gentle to high speeds of 76 kilometers an hour or 47 miles per hour. Guests are taken through large caverns filled with hundreds of bright colorful crystals. As you travel down deeper, you encounter giant mushroom forests with peculiar plant life and strange creatures that all are bioluminescent. These audio animatronics are numerous and vary in size. Then all of a sudden, Mount Prometheus shakes, which causes a tunnel ahead to cave in. This forces your vehicle to go off its planned route and down a side branch where even Captain Nemo hasn't been. You race along the shores of a subterranean sea and witness the massive underground chamber that is so big it houses a mountain that is surrounded by its own weather system. You then travel into the fiery heart of the volcano. Flames erupt, and you eventually come face-to-face -face with the giant animatronic lava creature. Just in time, the volcano erupts and thrusts you out of harm's way up through a lava tube and rocketed upward in a dark and dizzying spiral. The vehicle emerges out of a steam vent which is visible outside of Mount Prometheus. You quickly go into another tunnel which leads you to the unloading station. This marks the end of the adventure. The ride itself lasts three minutes but is still an incredible journey. With its brilliant cue, life-size animatronics, and large visual screens, this thrilling experience is a top ride at Disney Sea. Hey, you know, after reading this this history and the ride through, does it not remind you a little bit of Dinosaur? Mm. I know it's not like Dinosaur, but like the animatronics kind of remind. There's a lot of cool animatronics. I think the animatronics are cool in Dinosaur. Um, no, they're not. But the ones <laughs> in this are cool because they're bioluminescent. It's dark. So you, it's, so they're jumping all over the place. They're like looking around, they're floating and stuff and they're jumping up and down. So you can't see the mechanics that's holding them up because it's dark and then everything else is glowing around it. So it's, it is pretty cool. I, I would probably compare it more to the Navi river journey. Just I've never because been on it. After, of course, <laughs> after, um, watching the ride through, you know, it kind of all culminates around this big central, like big lava character. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of reminds me of, you know, um, the big knobby that is in the, um, the ride, you know, the most, um, elaborate animatronic that they've had to date or something along mm -hmm. those lines. I'm talking about, yeah, at the very end, that's always broken. Mm -hmm. I think they took it out. Did I, I read that somewhere? I think they somewhere? might have. Yeah, I think they might have. I don't know. I mean, I read that they were having issues with it recently. I think they might have taken it out. Yeah. At one point, I thought there was just like a pull-down screen that he used to pull down. I'm not joking <laughs> with you. Man. They had a projector, I think, of it. I'm <laughs> not joking with you. I'm not kidding. Did they have the old school thing where they push and puts on the light and it shows what they're seeing? What is those called? I mean, it like, has a light coming up from a top. Like Pepper's Ghost? No, no. The projector you'd use at school, the old one. Where like you have the surface and you have the light coming up and then it projects the image on the wall. Like a hologram? No, the old school thing hey, you use in school. It's a projector. I, I it's, know, an, it's the old projector. There's a name for it, isn't it? Hey, you know, I don't know. But you know something? Yes. I don't even understand why. Uh -huh. Instead of those cool animatronics, how much money can they save instead of doing those animatronics doing like, uh, you know, Ray when they do Rise of the Resistance? I mean, that looks legit. The hologram? The hologram looks legit. I mean, it's really good. Why not use those? I think... That's a large piece of piece of glass, right? Isn't it the hologram just a piece of glass having something? I have no idea. It? Probably, but you know something? It's kind of like that looks really good. 
and you're talking about a huge animatronic that's probably always going to be breaking, you know? Um, yeah, but I mean, the difference between like having an image on a screen or projection is different than having the actual thing there. I mean, think of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. When they made Star Wars the last three, they wanted to have physical uh, sets. They yeah. didn't want to have yeah. projected sets. Yeah, you're right. You know, because it's different. You know, it's different. Even though it may not be uh, as smooth or wide ranged, having the actual thing there yeah. is a little bit a little bit different. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The the animatronic is big. Yeah. And you know, I wonder. I forgot to, and I wanted to look up how big this animatronic is compared to other animatronics. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of other giant animatronics that I can compare it to. Can you think the of anything? Navi. The Navi one. I haven't or been the on Yeti. That one. What about the Yeti? What about the, the Yeti? The Yeti, yeah, but the Yeti doesn't work, so I I don't know. Well, how big but, is yeah. this? How big is the animatronic again? Is it I mean, I, I I don't say I don't have the information on there, but when you go through the I, I, network, I, I, I vaguely remember. Were you, were it's you... pretty it's pretty big. I mean, it's kind of imposing. I know um yeah. when I was talking to my son about what we were doing the the podcast on and he started rattling off all these things about this ride and I'm like how did he know did you text you me the information know, how do you even know about all this and then when I watched the ride through and saw the big you know the lava monster at the end I'm like ah that's exactly why he knows We should have him write the history Should've. You know he he offered to come on tonight <laughs> We should have him write the history and be killing like two birds and one stone and get his writing in. Yeah. yeah right. Research. And then, yeah. Research. Yeah, there yeah. we go. He can turn it in for extra credit or something. It was just funny to me because he really knew all about this ride. That's kind of interesting. wonder why he would know about this ride. Should have made him give me a call. Was he there with us when we were watching that video? I don't know. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. This ride is sponsored by Daiichi Life, a major insurance company in Japan. Original music for the ride was created by longtime Disney composer Buddy Baker. Once you're at the base station, it's just another five to seven minutes to get to the loading platform. Just enough to look at all the details around the area. Try to avoid the overcrowded Japanese school holiday seasons from late March until early April, from late July until early September, and over the Christmas and New Year period from December 24th until January 7th. Journey to the center of the earth is very English friendly. All signs are in Japanese and English, and there is only one thing said during the ride in Japanese and not English. We here at DizHiz hear the videos and photos cannot do this ride justice. We can't wait to travel to Disney Sea and experience the ride for ourselves. I think we're going to go one next week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, book the flights. I heard flights are really cheap right now. Uh, we'll go, we'll ride this ride a week after we do the podcast on it, so we can't say our experience. You know, we'll say it eventually. I want to go to Tokyo. I want to go talk to a robot. I'm hoping to go one day Sleep soon. in one of those little sleep chambers. Oh, yeah. So that's that's my son's uh, graduation trip request. Yes. Just so you guys know. Oh, yeah. Am I invited on that? Well, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. The more the merrier. I want to, I want to, I want to feel like a giant. <laughs> you will be absolutely uh, the center of attention. In Japan. Oh, man. A red bearded man walking around. Hell yeah. You're like a Viking. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney inspired scents in their home fragrance line. 
wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. I want to talk about this this Hidden Mickey app. And do you guys know if there's any Hidden Mickeys on this ride? That I don't. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything because I. You, it's hard to find things on rides in Asia. Really? Yeah. So At least for me. I have this app, and it's Steve M. Barrett's Hidden Mickey's Walt Disney World. That's the name of the app. Well, is he a sponsor or something? Uh, no, Promoting but it like crazy. I, I do like this app. And <laughs> I was just going to – I have it here with me today, and I wanted to see if they had the – the other parks overseas mm-hmm. on the app. Yeah. And they don't. Oh, man. Yep. This Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, resorts, hotels, and that's it. You should send them a letter. I should. Not an email. It's definitely a, a really cool app, though, because you can. it's right here on your phone, you know? So you right. don't have to carry around the book. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time I actually found out about those books. I was look, walking around, like, you know, Jen, uh, you know, she introduced me to Hidden Mickey's and in her family and so i was like oh that's cool and then one time i was just like walking around disney and i was like wait they have books for these you know this is when <laughs> i first found out about them and i was like that's super awesome and uh uh but the, the app's definitely cooler i think in my opinion has life got you down tired of working 40 plus hours a week ready for a storybook dream vacation Check out storybookdestinations.com to book your vacation and get special trip reports and insider information. Don't let planning overwhelm you. Let the team at Storybook Destinations make your plans for your next Disney vacation. Check out storybookdestinations.com to plan your next storybook dream vacation now. Okay, so we're going to do memories now. and I mean, obviously, we're not going to have any memories, but I kind of have a memory, which I'm going to share. Do you have any memories that you want to share about anything about the ride? Not really. How about you, Jen? No, I mean, I kind of just said it already. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of, you know, when I first saw this ride with Alex, Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? Like, I had no idea. I haven't heard. I I didn't hear about this ride. And as soon as we were done watching it, that's like what we said. Like, oh, we need to go and do a history episode on this this ride. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I had no idea about it, and that's one of the best things. And uh, you know something? Uh, I'm I'm gonna talk about this a little bit more in the news. But this past um, week, I did the virtual spotlight with Sean Farquhar, and he's uh, you know the world magic champion and all these different things. And we were talking about like the name of the show is the Hidden Wonders, and we were talking about how Disney so kind of like has all these like things. It's so weird that you know we've been to Disney so many times, and every once in a while that you'll find a spot that you had no idea was there. You know, that we like you had no idea. Like I had no idea about this ride. I'm sure a lot of people had no idea about this ride. Mm-hmm. If you have no idea about this ride, go check it on YouTube right yeah. now. Watch a, a ride through because it's definitely really cool. Um, so, and it's just really cool. That's something about Disney where it's like you find these little spots no, no matter how many times you've been there. And they're, you know, it's kind of like you never heard about them. And uh, for example, the one place in Nepali, Jen, that we went to not too long ago, um, Trader Sam's. Oh, yes. Like I had no idea about that. But it is like a super cool place. That would be a cool place to do history on. The whole, the we whole, should. yeah. The whole bar comes to life. Like it comes to the life. Everything in the, you know, the wait, the waiters and the waitresses are super cool, and it's really interactive. But like I had no idea about that place, mm-hmm. and that's something that's really cool about Disney. 
Looking for a cool custom magic band? Check out magicyearband.com to specialize custom skins for your magic band. Choose from over 700 professionally designed magic band skins. Even create your own custom design, maybe with this is on it. The decals are durable, waterproof, and easy to apply. People will for sure come up and ask where you got your magic band from. Just tell them to head over to magicyearband.com and start creating today. Hey, Joey, what you drinking? What's up, bro? It is good to be back. I have missed the his, man. You guys were, uh, you're a part of family and then uh, the gosh darn COVID took you from me. I'm just uh, happy that we're all back hanging out again. Yeah. Everything going great? Yeah, yeah, we're doing we're doing well over here. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, unless you know we have a uh, we'd have someone new that's on the show with us, Jennifer. So yeah, you guys really haven't met yet. I no. guess you can say no. Jennifer, are you currently at Mount Doom? I am. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that she, is rad. Yeah, she's trying to throw the the ring into the the mountain to kind of get um, you know to try to save things around here. Oh, I guess gosh, so much. No, walking. actually, I'm in the center of the earth. That's, that's part of the rad. ride right there, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's pretty oh, awesome. That's cool. Haven't, haven't you seen that now every week, Joe? It's themed week, backgrounds. It's the background. Yeah, it's like a themed it's, background. A, last it's week. A, it's a thing. It's a. It's a thing. Yeah, last week. I'm gonna week. start next week, man. I'll be. I'll be better next week. I'll start doing it. I promise. I will find the background and I will be better at that. <laughs> yeah, we need to have. I'm not sure what what we're gonna do next week. I guess we're gonna talk about it after the show, huh? Oh yeah, I don't think actually we decided. Yeah. Slacking here. When are we going to, now that the parks are open, when are we going to do a Diz His outing? Oh, man. Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully I don't, soon. I don't have uh, my my uh, passes anymore. But you see how cheap it is to get in. Yeah, it's like $3, right? It's 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 embarrassingly <laughs> cheap. It's like you, a... Not, not to, dude, how about, you want to talk about an act of desperation. Universal, if you're an annual, or if you're a Florida <laughs> resident, Universal Studios, you buy one day, you get the rest of the year free. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's not bad. It's like a... Give me a hearty handshake and you're in. That's almost like you should go buy a ticket so you get the rest of the year free. Cause, you well, know, the, the irony is if you go one day, it pays for itself. Exactly. So every day you go after that is you're basically giving yourself 100 bucks. It's hilarious. You know what you do is you go and you get a ticket and then you sell it to someone who doesn't live in Florida. That's, oh. Yeah, man, ooh. but you have to, you have to have an ID. That. You have to an ID? ID? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. You go there, I don't know, with an iPad. I'm sure it's only Florida residents too. Is it for everyone? You know how people look Florida like me? Resident? Just Florida residents. Is it? Just have me do it. All white guys with shaved heads and tattoos look exactly alike. Exactly. So, <laughs> so Joe, Joe, Joey, Joey, Joey. Yes. What sir. have you been up to? Okay, because yeah. I know you. You kind of teased us a couple days ago with that YouTube video of you doing a, a song again, right? Yeah. So what's happening is I have been very, very fortunate that my YouTube channel it out of nowhere. I had a video just hit almost forty thousand views. And it just, from that point on, I was like, all right, I gotta, I really gotta start pushing this a little bit harder. So um, I went and did a uh, recap of Halloween stuff because mm. unfortunately all of our Halloween festivities have been taken from us from the theme parks. Uh, so I went and did a basic recap of what the theme parks are doing to keep Halloween in our hearts and in our homes because God knows Christmas is gonna take over and that's the end all be all, you know. So that, uh, that'll be up tomorrow morning. Um, the music, however, I'm jumping back on. I actually have a lot better equipment now. Um, I upgraded my laptop from something that was supposed to be for video gaming to something that's actually for recording music. So uh, this old man is finally learning how to use his tech. Nice. So uh, silver lining. It's about time. You know, yeah, right, dude? My gosh, I'm 38 going on 60. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but um, uh, aside from that, it's just it's been the same old, same old, man. I can't complain. I wake up at the crack of dawn. I hit the weights for two hours. 
And then I do the dishes, the laundry, the sewing, the cooking, and the cleaning. You call you Joey Stewart? Yeah, Joey Stewart. Is that kind of like either the- be a NASCAR driver or I could be a police or I could be jailed for embezzling money. Either is it, way. Isn't it the guy who is in uh, It's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> oh, Jim Store. <laughs> every time an, an angel, it was every time a star shines, an angel gets his wings. I used to love that movie, dude. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Except it was black and white. It was boring as hell. Okay. But um, no, it was a good movie. It wasn't boring. You know, I saw you know it. it is, I though? saw it not too long ago, and it wasn't. It was decent. Right? Does it hold up? Like eight hundred years later, Man, it, has it a, does hold up. And it, has, and it has a good message. You know, it has a good you know heart heartly message. I guess you can say like it keeps your heart warm. You know, around Christmas. <laughs> I'm, oh, dude, the you rum, know what keeps my heart rum. warm at Christmas is eggnog. <laughs> eggnog is how I keep my heart warm at Christmas. I'm not a Christmas guy. You know that. I am ni- I'm full-blown Halloween. I am. I, I like Halloween the way most normal Christians like Christmas. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's my holiday, bro. I get to dress up and have fun. What are you going to dress up as this year? I, I got to find another bald character. I already did Daughtry two years ago. I did Pitbull last year. I did Ali G the year before that. I got to find another white guy with a shaved head and horrible facial hair. So I'll figure something out. Uh, I facial do. hair? I was going to say you can be uh, Fester Adams, but he doesn't have, face, he doesn't See, have facial hair. Oh, that's a pretty good I got to put on a couple of pounds, but I could do it. Dude, it's called character acting. Yeah, man. Christian Bell so, does um, it. <laughs> okay, Joey. So we're doing Journey to the Center of the Earth, right? And uh, I love it. Yeah. So what do you got for us today? I didn't want to be stereotypically awkward. So I said, when in Rome, do as Romans do. Or in this case, when in Asia, I went and grabbed a nice fat bottle of unfiltered sake. Mm, I do oh, love sake. Wow. It's delicious. Chill it. Um, pour it about two ounces at a time. Uh, I went with unfiltered because I prefer it. It's not as heavy. It's only about 18% alcohol by volume versus filtered sake is around 35 to 40. So I can drink a whole bottle in one sitting. It's phenomenal. And where do you I get- usually go? Yeah, I usually go with either Nigori or Kakigori. It's, they're delicious. It's it's the they, they um what makes it unfiltered is that they let the rice particles get through the sake, so that's why it's very milky and it looks like a milkshake almost. Um, drinks easier, uh, but again, you lose alcohol content, so instead of forty, it's it's half. But not mm-hmm. bad. I posted up. You guys went and did the ride, and I uh, sat at the local Jinsun bar and just killed a bottle of sake. Made sense. Not big. I mean, sake well, you fan. know, we're gonna fly me out to Japan. I might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, I hear that people, when they go on business trips and they go overseas, mm-hmm. they'll get off the plane and just go ride a couple of rides over like at, to Disney Sea, and then, uh, and that's it. Like, that's let's go. Like, we talked about this. Wait, we talked about it might have been this you. at Epcot. What? Yeah. What, what happened is there, um, oh, a very good friend of mine was on the opening crew for the Tron Light Cycle over at Shanghai Disney. And he was telling me stories about how that ride is so good. They actually had people that would get on a plane, fly over, park, walk into the park. They had a breakfast reservation. They would ride that ride, meet a character. They'd meet like Duffy or a character that's more popular over there, and that was their day. They would only be in the park for two hours because that ride was that good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I heard stories of that too. I mean, I'm really looking – When we get that at the Magic Kingdom, that's going to be a game changer. It's – um, it won't be done for – they pushed everything back to, they said, possibly 2022. I can't imagine it's going to take that long, man. The thing's already about 70% built. All they got left to do is some like fiberglass and drywall and, and the, the easy stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, last time I was there, I mean, the frame was mostly all done and everything. It, was, looked, it looked like it was probably 25% done, and that was over six months ago. Yeah, it's, it was and, close. Yeah, Disney's a dome, the their uh, theme park. I put... Uh, Sunglass roof on it. That's what they need to do. A dome theme park? How much money that would be? 
<laughs> Four, well, so forty-two. So the weather miles. can be controlled. Yeah, weather controlled. <laughs> Hang on, let's do the math real quick. I, I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> so we got to find a website that has that does dome work. So like we had to punch in like how much to build a dome. Right. This should be fun. Yeah, like uh, a really big dome, not just a dome. But like they a have room. a dome like that in uh, Asia, I believe, where they have like a, it's no. like almost like a mall, but it's a dome. Yeah, man. And they have a thing inside than... of it, but it's still so giant. So to build a dome, they have roller coasters inside of it. To build a dome house of a thousand square feet is one hundred and thirty thousand yeah, dollars. That's nothing. That's, that's nothing to do. Drop in the water. Yeah. But. So here's what I'm thinking: there, um, how many square miles are how many square feet are in a mile? Five thousand, right? <laughs> I don't know. Let's do some math. This will be fun. <laughs> I have no how idea. How many square feet in a mile? How many square feet? Are you looking it up right now? Oh, in an acre. Oh, no. I'm sorry. An acre? In, no, no. We're, we're going to go in a... <laughs> there's 43,560 square feet. Okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be painful. So, <laughs> Jen, are you, Joey, are you doing this on like, are your phone or your computer? Are you getting, like, you have right? a piece of paper and pencil? No. You're getting very tech savvy here with us. What, ha- what has happened you, in the last couple I'm of weeks? I'm trying to figure out how much money it would cost Disney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is great. Don't forget discounts. They'll get discounts for mass production. I don't think this is... It would cost Disney... That can't be right. $32 trillion to build a dome to cover all of Disney. That sounds pretty right. Yeah. (laughs) That actually does sound pretty right. $32.6 trillion to build a dome. But is that hurricane proof? (laughs) That price, I'd like to think it might be. I mean, you know... I think we're more more concerned about is it is it COVID proof because you know that there's three billion kids that are going to get their hands all over it. What are they going to be climbing on the outside of it? What was that? What are they going to be climbing like how they going how they going to get their hands all over it? The dome's like high up in the air. Because well, eventually I mean, it has it, to be at the ground. Okay, so. Joey. Well, hey, we're looking forward to you know having your segment back on. Uh, it was nice talking to you, too. catching up. Uh, how can we find you out there? Uh, I'm at the Joey Mazan on all social media platforms. Um, uh, hit me up on YouTube. It's YouTube. That's the only one where you have to remember something. It's youtube.com slash C slash Joey Mazant because the C is for channel, I assume. Um, what else? That's really it. Just give me a call if you're bored. Hit me up, joeymazant at yahoo.com. Say hi to me. <laughs> I really don't have much going on right now. Same as Skype you- invite. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Screw it. Yeah, if y'all are bored and somebody wants to just talk to, talk to me about Disney stuff. Mostly I've just been doing videos for YouTube and I still have my photography company that I'm doing with Amanda um, Robinson Photography. Nice. Um, did something really cute. I will say this. We did something really cute with her. She does these photo shoots for mostly holidays where the kids will dress up like Santa or the elves and they'll do this. This past holiday, we did ones where the little boys were wearing suits and they had the Iron Man patch on their chest, so they looked like Tony Stark. Hmm. And a buddy of mine has a um, a Lamborghini over here in Winter Garden, and he would let us come by with the kids, and the kids would lean up against the Lamborghini like they were Tony Stark and hold a briefcase. That was super cute. That's pretty um, cool. For the young girls, we did a couple of Black Widow photo shoots, and that was kind of cool. So really get into the Marvel stuff. And it, again, it's just fun. Your kids get to be superheroes. So again, just hit me up, say hi to me, and I'll tell you about all the cool stuff I'm doing. And if you're bored and you want to jump on board, we'll figure out a way to piece you in. That sounds good, Joey. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Have a great day, y'all. See you. Bye, Joey. Uh, Alex, what'd you do in the world of Disney? Uh, not too much. Um, actually, right before I came out here, we were watching uh, 
Funko animation shorts. Oh, yeah. And they were superheroes. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I don't know if it's new to Disney Plus or not, but it's three seasons and there's like five shorts on each season or whatever. And they're just, they're like literally maybe a minute and a half. And it's just uh, Funko Pops, but uh, superhero animated animated versions. So did uh, my son get you into that a little bit? No, we just it was just on the screen. And Emma, Emma really loves uh, Spider-Girl right now. Uh-huh. So she saw Spider-Gwen on the cover. Spider Gwen, and yeah. she was like, I have to watch this. So we watched uh, all of it before I came out here. Did you watch the one with um, uh, Deadpool? And yes. Venom? Yes, there was <laughs> the, a Deadpool and Venom. And I said, to, I said to Christina, I said, oh, they always show Deadpool cutting Venom's limbs off because Venom is, you know, he's... It's just his, like, he's not his real limbs. Like, yeah. they couldn't show actual violence, but because they grow back or they come back onto him, they're able to show him cutting it off, which allows Deadpool to be more violent. Yeah, which one? Did you, is it the one where he ate the, um, the, really, the really spicy chimichanga? Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. he defeated him, pretty much. Yeah, and Emma goes, it was too spicy. I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Those are kind of cute. Uh, Nick and I like to watch those. Yeah, and we... Uh, Did you watch the Groot one? He's been trying to get me yeah, to watch, watch the Groot all of them. one. Watch oh, yeah, because they're not very long, like a minute no, or whatever. Just, yeah. I mean, how, what do you mean he's been trying to get you? Yeah, they're not very, like a minute yeah. and a half. Uh, we watched all of them, and uh, we also... Um, zooming's over. No, it's not. Okay. It was uh, upgraded. And we and we watched um, uh, Haunted Mansion, the movie. Oh, oh boy. Uh, we started that about huh. a couple of days ago. We started watching it. And, yeah. you know, we're watching it with Emma, and she's three, and uh, she's really into Halloween. Like, she loves Halloween more than uh, more than Christmas mm-hmm. right now. She was wearing a mummy. I know. She's all uh, around trying to go trick-or-treating. Like, yeah, she wants to go trick-or-treating all the time. Yeah. And she wants to dress up, dress up and whatnot. So she was wearing mummy pajamas, and she wanted to watch Hand Mansion. So we're like, we'll watch it. And then we're like, is this a little too intense for her? Maybe we'll find out. I don't know. And she liked it. And then she was like, one point, she was like, I'm a little scared. And we're like, okay, you want to turn it off? She's like, no, don't turn it off. And then we, we turned it off, and then we didn't get back to it until uh, today as I left. They were wa- starting it up again, and uh, she wanted to finish it. So I don't know how I don't haven't seen in a long time, but it's pretty funny. Eddie Murphy's hilarious, like always. Anything else? Has it? Yeah, how about you, Jen? What'd you do? We um went to the Food and Wine Festival on Saturday. Oh yeah. It's a little different than the past, right? Well, you know, it's funny. So we um we decided we took um Trevor, the trivia man, for mm-hmm. his birthday. And, um, so we were kind of walking around and the first thing that we noticed that was kind of odd was they still have flower and garden stuff out. So it's almost kind of like a, like a mix. Well, I think I heard that somewhere that they were going to continue that because it wasn't, it wasn't really that, I mean, because of COVID and the park shutting down, they didn't really have a flower and garden festival. So I think they left the stuff out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a mix. There's some booths that weren't open. Um, there was crowd wise, it was it was great. We we never really felt like we had an issue um, when we would, you know, they were pretty. Everybody was pretty good. It seemed as far as, you know, when you got your food, you didn't take your mask off until you were stationary, like at a table or something like that. Nobody was walking around and munching or anything. So um, they did. One of the things that was kind of neat is they put three or four of the festival booths in. Okay. So when you're over by Canada, there's this big building that's kind of set back. And I don't know if you've ever been there at night and you've seen people almost kind of like dressed up for proms or weddings or something uh-huh. um, that whatever that pavilion is, I, I, I know the name of it and I can't think of it, but they put three or four um, 
festival booths in that big, huge building. And um, it was where they used to have something once upon a time called Party for the Senses. So it's pretty cool in there. It's really big. And um, there was plenty of seating and everything was really spaced out. And that's, of course, where they had the booth, the festival favorites. And they had the Spanakopita, which is like oh, an all-time yeah. favorite. Yeah. So um, so we spent a, a fair amount of time in there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say anything um, negative about it at all. It was a really good experience. Awesome. And so is the Spanakopita, was that your favorite thing that you ate there? Oh, absolutely. Still. I mean, we kind of, we kind of crapped out halfway through like we normally do. Like everybody's like, oh, I'm not sharing. I'm eating everything myself. And then, you know, as you kind of start making your way around, it's, um, you know, you're ordering less and people are Mm -hmm. sharing more. And then, you know, you get halfway through and you're like, oh, let's take a break. And you, you don't really start back up. But it was fun. I mean, I would definitely, if given the opportunity, I would like to go back and do the other side of the countries. Yeah. Next time. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm oh, not a big so fan good. of food and I, wine. I love food and wine. I'm going to miss it this year. And hey, Mandalorian got announced that's coming uh, October 30th. Oh, really? Yeah, man. It's not being released season two. the same time as it last time? No. Was it? Season two, Mandalorian. So it's less than a year later. Right? I, was it last I, time I, like I'm January? Sure. I don't think so. I think no, it was, it was in January. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like November around the, the same time. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but um, that's super awesome. I can't wait that for that. Awesome. I mean, season one was amazing. It's, I hope it's like eighty episodes. Yeah, I know, right? I, I know. We I already have. We already have watch party plans. <laughs> watch what? Oh, watch, watch party plans. Yeah, am I invited or what? Of course. Can we go ahead and sit in the pool and have a project projector? Because I really listen. I want to do that. I want to watch Jaws on a big projection screen in the pool. Yeah, we've been saying that too. Yeah, we want to do that. That That would be easy. We can definitely do that. Alex, you could do that with your pool too, couldn't you? Well, no, his would be harder because of the orientation to the house. But the way that ours is set up, we've—I mean, we've done it before. We would just have to figure out how to do the, you know, the projector. I don't know about Mandalorian in in October in the pool. That would be cold. I mean, as cold as it gets in Florida, yeah. I still think it'd be too cold. I don't know. I think I think it might be fine. Uh, we'll find out, I guess. So also I did a virtual spotlight with Sean Farquhar and he is a magic magician, you know, champion of the world. Mm -hmm. He was on Penn and Teller three times. He fooled him twice, but the third time he didn't fool him. Um, What a loser. (laughs) Super awesome guy, (laughs) man. One of the nicest guys. We saw him on the Disney wonder. Uh Jen, did you see him with us or no? Did you see any of his shows? Uh, this was the magician. Yeah. Do you see him in the big theater in the wonder? I don't think no, he, I, I know this. Think. We we saw him in the small theater, Nick and I, and you guys were doing trivia. So Nick and I were just with, uh, went into the small theater. We saw him. It was like, oh, this is amazing. So then we went to go watch it in the big theater. So I did an interview with him. Uh, and we, we were talking about, you know, Disney. And so he has a show right now in Canada because he lives in Canada. And he opened up his own like magic shop where he does shows. And it's very like intimate, like 12 people right now, you know, right? So, um, and it's kind of like a choose your own adventure show. So like every show is different because the, mm. the people choose props that kind of have tricks. So you can have like a different show every time, which is really awesome. Mm. But we were talking about Disney and how these like little hidden places, you know, are so magical. And he, we were talking about over at the Yacht and Beach Club, maybe. What's, I always get the Yacht, the, hold on, the beach, which one has a nice pool, Jen? It was the Beach Club, right? Well, they, they share the pool, the storm along Bay. They, they both share that pool. They well, both have, if you're staying at the yacht or the beach, you can, you okay. have access to that big pool. Well, there's a, so, 
there's a restaurant there called the Abracadabar, I think, or something like that. Did you know about yeah, this Yeah, it's place? a little bar. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, I've never been in it, but I've seen it. Yeah, so we were talking about this place, and he's a magician, so mm-hmm. he heard about it. He had right, no idea, and he's been to Disney so many times. He's never heard of it? No, man, he oh hasn't. It's like one of those places where like you don't, like, you know, it's like a place at Disney. It's like a hidden gem. Right. It's like a hidden wonder, right? Yeah. And so he went in there, and he's like, I'm a magician. This place is, like, amazing. There's, like, all these knickknacks everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And he said that... Uh, a couple, like a couple, saw him. They're like, "Hey, can you do some magic tricks?" Mm. So he didn't have anything on him, you know, right? So he's like, "Okay, a bar. They have to have a pack of cards." Yeah, he, he doesn't know a place, a bar that has never had a pack of cards. So he went behind the place and he was like, "Hey, do you guys got a pack of cards?" Yeah. And the guy was like, "No, no, we don't have a pack of cards, and you can't do magic in here." <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't do magic in here? Yeah, you can't do magic in there. We were what? like, "Why? We can't do. You can't do magic." He's like saying that maybe like some. People are trying to do crazy magic in there, and they like banned it or something. Try, I don't know. Try to pretend, chop people so, in half. <laughs> so then he went to the people and was like, what? "I can't do magic in here." And then he went. He did a little dumb thing. I don't even know how to do. It. <laughs> He's like, "That's all I got." <laughs> it was a pretty awesome story. Oh but, so I did that interview. Great interview. He did a bunch of magic tricks. This is the second time I had to do it because the first time the internet was really unstable where he was mm-hmm. at. But he, you know, hooked up a Ethernet cable straight to his computer. So did you ask all new questions or was it? Like it was a the same questions, you know, okay. and uh, but. He did more magic tricks because, you know, the first time doing magic tricks and it's it kind of really choppy, kind of hard to get the same effect. But he yeah. did some really awesome magic tricks. And I'm looking forward to editing that and putting it up there. So check out DizHiz.com. Go to the virtual spotlights. Yeah. Go to our DizHiz on YouTube. Yeah. 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 On YouTube. Uh, also, which is pretty cool. You know, it's not pretty cool, but Chris and I, one of our patrons, you know, we um, play games with him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He, We were talking about Splash Mountain, and Jen, I know you're a big fan of the re-theme of Splash Mountain, right? With um, Princess I am. And the Frog. I'm very excited. But guess what? You know what would have been really like, cooler? Would have been a Moana Splash Mountain. And when you're going down the drop, what? you're going into, what's the crab's name? Uh, gosh. Uh, Tafit? No, 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 no. The crab. The crab, yeah. Uh, shiny. Chris, go ahead and unmute. Uh, What's the what name of the name? Uh, crab? If he's listening right now, he might have stepped away for a second. Or Chris, put it in Discord. Tamatoa. Tamatoa? That's it. Tamatoa. Tamatoa. So can you imagine? But that wouldn't fit the land. No, not at all. Oh, yeah, man. But Prince of the Frog kind of fits perfect. the land a little bit. That's perfect. It's a perfect though. water ride. Yes, you're correct. It would have been a perfect water ride. Yeah, you're right. And maybe this redo the whole land. No, no. no. <laughs> How about they just make another water ride somewhere and frontier make it Moana? Land, I guess. I mean, why? It's like frontier. You know, he's like a frontier no, Moana. No. They're they're trying to uh, you know frontier <laughs> different islands. No, no. But I think that would have been a really good good ride. Um, so and that's it's pretty, a great water ride concept. Yeah, I think they should put cool. in Epcot, but they don't have a they don't have like a Polynesian place in Epcot, do they? But they're redoing. They're the, putting. Yeah. They're putting Moana in Epcot. Right. So they're, I mean, they're right doing there. something with water at Epcot. But also in the Poly, they're redeeming some Moana too, which is oh, yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah, man. We oh. just saw that. Yeah. So hey, guess what? You know, all their stuff's gonna go to property control. I'm gonna have to Ooh. go ahead and find someone to take me to property control and. Uh, you know, get some cool Moana, uh, Polynesian yeah. resort. It can look like the Poly in the studio. It can look. Oh man. It can look like Start the Polynesian in here. Come here. Hey, also magic. Uh, MagicallyScented.com, three chicky chicks. Yes. We have got the uh, like, I know it's like the Grand Resort smell. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah. it smells like all the resorts on the monorail. I know, I was over your house so, and I was smelling all the candles through oh the plastic. And I was like, oh my gosh. It yeah, it smells. So we can get that in here. We get yeah. that smell in here. We get uh-huh. the poly, you right. know, like chairs. Mm-hmm. You know, those chairs by Ohana are super comfy, yeah. right? Jen, you know about those chairs, right? We're always sitting oh, yeah, there waiting to go eat. And we I may can fall get that asleep during episodes. You might. 
It's going to be so relaxed and themed yeah. in here. We have some mood lighting. That's the His on the Journey to the Center of the Earth attraction. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of the wind in the trees as your RV sits parked in the forest. Is that the call of the majestic owl? And there's the sound of a tree branch crashing into the roof of your RV. Oof, I guess their nest was in that branch. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles and home in one place and save with the multi-policy discounts. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers.